This is Paul Jenkins, and you're listening to the Reluctant Leader Podcast. Now, I believe two things are true. One, everyone leads someone. And two, no one really feels qualified to lead anyone. So maybe you feel overlooked, unqualified, invisible. But the good news is, in the Bible and in life, the most qualified aren't always the most obvious. It's our 20th episode And to commemorate this crazy idea of launching a podcast and putting in effort and work, I thought we could take some time today and just dive into what it looks like to rest. That's right. Let's talk a little bit about Sabbath and how it can help you be a better leader. So it's kind of a nice afternoon. It's mid-50s. This morning it was low 20s, ice everywhere, it was cold, and but now it's warmed up a little bit, and I'm sitting here in the man cave, literally it sounds like I'm in a cave, Sebastian, our daughter's cat, I've opened up the window, he's hanging out in the window, you might hear him make an appearance on the podcast later if he starts meowing really loudly, but I thought I would just take a moment and talk with you about something I shared last night with our ministry team at church. Uh, One of the values that we have at church is that we value ministry training, expect each member to discover and use their spiritual gifts free from the fear of failure. Now, what I share with them, if you're looking for scripture, these are based in 1 Corinthians 12, verses 1 through 11, and Ephesians 4, 11 through 16. But I highlight those words, discover and use. And I think this is really critical for us as leaders. Discovering our gifts takes work. To discover your spiritual gifts, it takes effort, it takes work, and that's why the rhythm of Sabbath is so important. See, we work from rest, not for rest. Now, follow this timeline. On the sixth day, the Bible says that God made and created mankind. And on the sixth day, God told mankind to be fruitful, to increase, to fill the earth, to subdue the earth, and to rule the earth. Now, If I was to take all those five things and ask you to summarize that as in one word, what does that sound like? It sounds like work, right? It sounds like a lot of things to do. And the day after that, on the seventh day, the Bible says that God rested. Now, God's seventh day would have been mankind's first day after having received those five five things to do which means on on man's literal first day, the first day after receiving a list of things to do, man rested. I love how John Mark Comer puts this. He says, the opposite of work isn't rest, it's sleep. Work and rest are friends, not enemies. They are a bride and groom who come together to make a full, well-rounded life. We work from rest, not for rest. So God said to mankind, look, I need you to do a lot of things. I'm commanding you to do a lot of things, but before you do them, I need you to take a break. I need you to rest so that you can work from rest, not for it. If you've ever said, man, I just am so tired. I need to get a vacation. Sometimes we are working to get rest instead of working from a rested place. Discovering our gifts takes work, so we've got to 
figure out this rhythm of Sabbath. And using our gifts, y'all, takes grace. That's why the reality of family is so important. We need a rhythm of Sabbath, but we also need the reality of family because we minister from acceptance, not for acceptance. In John 13, verse 10, Jesus actually said to the disciples, every one of the disciples, all of them that would betray him, deny him, or abandon him, he said, you're already clean. Translation, you're already in the family. I know he said, except for one of you. He knew what Judas was going to do, but he knew that even the other 11 who were going to abandon him, deny him, they were already clean. They were already in the family. We have nothing to prove because our worth was settled by Jesus at the cross. 1 Corinthians 6.20 says this, we have been bought with a price, a high price. And from that place of acceptance, from that place of worth, we begin to use our gifts. The work comes from a place of completed and complete acceptance. So when we preach and minister and teach and love and plan and work, we do all of that from a place free from the fear of failure. And let me ask you this question, leaders. How does this impact how we receive feedback? Well, it it doesn't have to cut us deep into the core, right? Because we we know we're rested. We know that we're accepted. And from that place, we can receive feedback. How does... How does knowing this help us train up other leaders? Well, we we use them, we schedule them, we allow them to grow in their gifting, and we also make sure that they know that they can grow in their gifting again. They don't just preach one time, teach one time, sing one time, serve one time, and blow it, and then we say, hey, well, that's it, too bad, you're, you're done here. No, we, we say, hey, come and try, and then try again. And it takes a confident leader to allow somebody else to try and then try again. And I'm asking you, are you that leader? And you'll never be that leader if you're not discovering the rhythm of Sabbath and if you're not ministering from the reality of family. Sabbath and family allows us to work from rest and minister from acceptance, I believe, that this can transform the way not only that we minister to other people, but also the way that we raise up and train and equip and empower future leaders. I pray this blesses you. I ask that you share it. Man, like, subscribe, all the things so that people can hear more about this podcast. I hope you have a fantastic rest of your day. You've been listening to the Reluctant Leader Podcast. Thanks so much for being a part of this conversation. You can follow us at the Reluctant Leader Podcast.com or wherever you download your podcast. Be sure that you subscribe and like us and leave us a rating and a comment. We'd love to hear from you and hear what God's showing you. And remember this no matter how reluctant you feel, keep saying yes and He'll do the rest.